Last week, we began a mini-series on delighting in God's Word. How do we get to that point? What must we do in order to experience true delight in God's Word? Well, it begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry, and this is episode number 81. And in this week's episode, we continue our talk about the importance of not just reading your Bible, but truly delighting in God's Word. So welcome to Delighting 101. An unsaved person, one who has not yet placed their faith and trust in the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary, they don't care for the God of the Word. So they're not going to care for the Word of God either. They don't see the need for it. They don't understand it. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, it is the power of God, 1 Corinthians 1.18. Well, until a person has a personal relationship with Christ, they're not going to see the need, the necessity for being in the Scriptures. So they're not going to have the desire for it either. So with that in mind, I'm compelled to ask you a very important question. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? You see, this is the first step towards delighting in God's Word. The first step to true happiness, prosperity, and success is having a personal relationship with Christ. And then second, before we can truly delight in God's Word, we need to understand this. The Bible is not just another book. It's not some novel that you pull off the shelf and read all the way through in a weekend. It's not a storybook, although it does tell the story of God's redemptive love for all of mankind. It's not a romance novel, although it does share the account of how the creator of the universe demonstrated an amazing and unfathomable love for us by sacrificing himself on our behalf. The Bible is not a history textbook, although it does tell the history of mankind from creation to his eternal destination. It's not a how-to book for do-it-yourselfers, although it does show us how to live a life that brings glory to God. No, the Bible is God's Word. It's God's Word written to you and to me. It's God's Word written to you and to me to show us who God is and who we are before Him. It also shows our need for a Savior. But not only our need, but God's gracious provision of the amazing gift of salvation through the person of Jesus Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection on our behalf. In the Bible, we see God's desire, His longing to have a personal relationship with us, with you, and with me. And Within the pages of Scripture, God shows us exactly how we can get to know Him better, not just as our Creator and future Judge, but as our Savior 
our Heavenly Father, our friend. The Bible teaches us how to live lives that are holy and pure. It shows us how to say no to sin and how to yield our lives in full and complete surrender to God, living a life that truly glorifies Him. Oh, my friend, it is vital to every part of your life that you invest your time in the Word of God daily. How are you doing with that? I want to challenge you right here and right now to take a close look at your life. Consider both the ups and the downs, the blessings and the trials. Let's face it, life can be hard sometimes. Do you agree? The Bible is God's precious word given to help you and I cope with every issue of life that we will ever face. As you choose to yield to the direction of the Holy Spirit, God helps you deal with the temptations. He helps you handle life's trials. He helps you overcome the testing that comes your way. And he teaches us how to find peace and contentment through an intimate, growing, developing relationship with our Heavenly Father. The Bible is the instrument that God uses to provide you and I with the power and the strength, the understanding, the wisdom, the knowledge, the hope, and the peace that we need to go through every single day in this life. Within the pages of Scripture is life and food for your soul. Can you begin to understand why you need to delight in God's Word? I want to take a moment right now, and I want it to make I want to make it abundantly clear that Bible study, in and of itself, will not automatically cause you to glorify God in your life. Listen, watch this now. You will not glorify the Lord simply because you know more of Scripture and you study more of the Scriptures. Now, you need to know more of God's Word, and you need to be in God's Word and study God's Word, yes. But that in and of itself does not automatically cause you to live a life of purity, a life of integrity, a life of godliness. You need to open your heart and yield, surrender to the message of God's Word, and in particular to the one who wrote it, God Himself. What I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this. We cannot be merely listeners. James chapter 1 warns us that if you're a listener of the Word but not a doer, you're being deceived. We must not be merely listeners. We need to be doers of the Word as well. We need to look to the scriptures, and as God convicts us of our sin, we need to address the issues of sin that God reveals to us. We need to choose daily to open God's word, not just read it, but study it, memorize it, meditate upon it, and then choose to submit to it, to yield to the leading and leadership of God in your life. You will find God's will for your life in the Scripture. So seek God's will. Choose every day, my friend, every day. Choose to walk in obedience to your Heavenly Father. 
That's what's life-changing. Think about it. Do you want to live a life of purity that glorifies God? Then live that life according to God's word. Psalm 119 verse 9 asks this, How can a person keep his way pure? By keeping it according to God's word. Do you want to live a sin-free life? A life that experiences the blessing of God upon it? Memorize God's word. In Psalm 119 verse 11, David said, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Do you need to find strength and encouragement during times of stress, frustration, suffering, sorrow? Open your Bible. Read God's Word. Let it lift you up. In Psalm 119, verse 28, David writes, My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your Word. And in verse 50 of Psalm 119, he says, This is my comfort in my misery, that your Word has revived me. Do you feel lost? need a sense of direction, open your Bible and let God guide you. You see, Psalm 119 verse 105 says that God's word is a lamp to guide your feet and a light for your path. Are you looking for hope, for protection? Do you know you'll find it in scripture? King David cried out to God, you are my hiding place in my shield. I hope in your word, Psalm 119, verse 114. And a few verses later in verse 147, he says, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out to help and I put my hope in your words. You see, my friend, when you're able to see God's word this way, then you can say, I delight I delight in your decrees, O God, and I will not neglect your word, Psalm 119, verse 16. Psalm 1, verse 2, we've referred to it many times over the episodes. Let's take another look at that verse, Psalm 1, verse 2. You see, it tells us that the man who is truly blessed, the woman who is truly blessed by God, is the one who delights so much in God's word that he or she is meditating on it day and night. You see, not only does the godly man or godly woman long to open God's word and read it, but they're also thinking about what they've read all day long. The person who's meditating on God's word is feeding upon it. And then throughout the day, they're bringing it back up again and again and again, and chewing on it. What does God mean here? What is God trying to tell me? How do I glorify God through this? How do I apply this to my life? I'm meditating upon it. The one who is meditating on Scripture is thinking deeply about what God has said and how it applies to our life. Watch this now. When you are truly delighting in God's Word, you're going to do a whole lot more than just read it. You're going to meditate on it. You're going to memorize it. 
You're going to mull its truths over. You're going to bring it up again and again and again. And then you are going to seek to apply what you're learning, what you're meditating upon, what God is revealing to you, what the Holy Spirit is teaching you, the truths and the principles of Scripture. You're applying it to your daily life. Oh, and by the way, the word meditate in Psalm 1 verse 2, that he meditates on God's word day and night, that word is written in what's called the imperfect tense. In other words, it's an action that is not yet completed. It's something that needs to be repeated over and over and over and over again. When you Now, now watch this. When you delight in the Word of God, <laughs> you, you can't get enough of it. Listening to it is inadequate enough. Reading it, doesn't suffice. You, you find yourself meditating on it throughout the day. You, you can't help it. You just bring it back up and you're thinking about it. You think about it and you think about it again and again and again. You're praying about it. You're speaking it out. You're longing to understand its depths. How are you doing with that? To be prosperous, to be successful in your Christian life, my friends, you need to delight in and meditate upon the Word of God. Do I sound like a broken record? Now, I make no apologies. I know I'm repeating myself over and over again. We need to read God's Word daily, and we need to break it down. We need to chew on it throughout the day. We need to think about it all day long, and then as life happens, act upon what you've meditated upon. Apply it to your life. Live it out. As King David was penning the words of Psalm 119, I think that he was considering the benefits of God's truth to his life. And in verse 15, Psalm 119, verse 15, David says this, I meditate on your precepts, and I consider your ways. I find it interesting to note that he uses the word consider here. It's a word that refers to having your thoughts focused. Much like a laser beam is just focused light. I mean, think about it. A laser beam is far more powerful than just a regular light. So it is when we consider God's Word. Again, Psalm 119, verse 15, I meditate on your precepts. I consider I'm laser focused on what you have to say. When you focus your thoughts upon Scripture, you can accomplish much. When your mind wanders, and, and I'm sure that you've experienced this before. I know I have many times over my lifespan. When your mind wanders, <laughs> that's when you get into trouble. Why? Because as Proverbs 23, 7 reminds us, what you think becomes what you do. And as you submit your thoughts daily, moment by moment to God, as you seek to focus your attention upon God's Word, you will find that the God of the Word gives you the strength you need to do the will of God. Now let me draw your attention to Psalm 119, verse 97. You see, there the psalmist declares, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Now, I, I've got to stop for just a moment in my thought process here and interject something for you. Think about what David's saying here. 
Oh, how I love your law. Did you ever stop and think about what David had for Scripture when he wrote those, penned those words of Psalm 119, verse 97? All he had was the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So he's declaring, he's crying out, I love the book of Leviticus. I love the book of Numbers. I love your law. Listen, you and I have all 66 books of the canon. We have all of Scripture. Can you honestly say with David, I love your law? You see, that word love in this verse refers not to simply, I really enjoy it, or I like it a whole lot. It refers to having a large, ravenous appetite for it. It's craving something so much that all you can think about is getting hold of it so you can consume it. On Psalm 119, verse 127, David again cries out, I love your commands more than gold, more than pure gold. I want you to think about that. Can you say that? I love God's word more than I love fill in the blank, more than I love my spouse, more than I love my job, more than I love my health, more than I love my family, more than I love my income, more than I love what? I love your commands. I love God's word more than what? Can you honestly say that? When you choose to delight in God's word, the truths of scripture will fill your mind and begin to direct your thinking. Remember, and we've said this so many times in this podcast and so many episodes, what you think becomes what you do. So to make my thinking correctly, I need to fill my mind with proper thoughts. How do I fill my mind with proper thoughts? I need to delight, to, to delight in God's word. When you delight in God's word, you are seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, Matthew 6, 33. Okay, let me refer you back again to Psalm 119. This time, let's focus on verse 148. David says in that verse, My eyes stay open through the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promises. Think about that. When you can't sleep at night, what do you do? As you're tossing and turning, frustrated that you can't go back to sleep, what's going on inside your head? What are you thinking about? The psalmist here is encouraging you and I to truly meditate on God's word. Even when, especially when, you're tossing and turning in bed and can't get back to sleep, put your mind upon God's word. David is saying here, let the promises of God occupy your thoughts. You see, my friend, the Holy Spirit uses Scripture. He uses the Word of God to direct your thinking. And that is going to make a lasting difference in your life. But let me remind you of this crucial point. You cannot, listen, watch this now, you cannot meditate on God's Word if you're not studying it and if you're not memorizing it. you got to hide it upon in your heart first before you can meditate upon it in your life. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18, God said his word is to be fixed in your heart and in your mind. 
Do you want to be prosperous and successful? Do you want to build a godly life upon a solid foundation? I'm sorry, not Matthew, Psalms. Psalm 37, verse 31 tells us that when the law of God is in your heart, watch this now, your feet will not slip. Let me repeat that. Psalm 37, 31. When the law of God is in your heart, your feet will not slip. You will not sin. Psalm 119, verse 11 reveals that when you hide God's word in your heart, you won't sin against him. Why? Because your focus is upon him. You're going to remember what you think becomes what you do. You will walk in obedience to him. The fact is, now watch this. The fact is, according to Colossians 3, 16, God's word is to dwell in you richly. How you doing with that? As you meditate on his word day and night, Joshua chapter one, verse eight promises that you will be prosperous. You will be successful. Or as Jesus put it in Matthew seven, verses 24 and 25, you will be a wise and godly person who is building your life upon a solid rock. Well, so ends today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry, please take a moment. Go to our website. There is a plethora, there is a multitude of resources available to you to help you in your walk with God. So you can find our website at The Purity Coach. That's all one word, thepuritycoach.com. And I, I, periodically, I re- remind you of a resource that we've made available to you that, again, I think would be a powerful tool in your arsenal. It's a book entitled Extreme Mind Makeover, How to Transform Your Sinful Thoughts and Habits into Patterns of Life that Are Pleasing to God. It's a book that takes you on a journey through the Bible. There are literally hundreds, I think somewhere in the vicinity of 500 to 650 passages of Scripture either quoted, referred to, or in somehow, some way showing up in this text. It's a journey through the scriptures to examine what God has to say about how your thoughts, your words, and your your actions influence and impact your heart. What I think becomes what I do. So I need to train my mind to think godly thoughts. How do I do that? The things that I say day in, day out need to be godly. How do I make sure of that? You see, when I allow my mind to think sinful thoughts, fleshly, ungodly, king, me-centered thoughts, that's going to come out in the things I say and do. So this book walks you through the, uh, the journey of how to change the way you think. By using Scripture, how do I change the things that I do? By going into God's Word, how do I successfully and effectively guard my heart? So I encourage you, Get your copy. You can go to Amazon.com or or to our website, ThePurityCoach.com on our resources page and get your copy of Extreme Mind Makeover today. And if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please let me encourage you, do so today. I don't want you to miss any of our upcoming episodes. Well, until next time, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you that if you're going to glorify God in your everyday living, He must first be glorified in your every moment thinking.